0: Looking back at the best of Saturday's racing from around the country and examining the major talking points of the day. This is Pass the Post, brought to you by Archer Park Racing, taking racing ownership to the next level. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Pass the Post, Sunday the 21st of November. They say it change is as good as a holiday, <laughs> out with the old, in with the new, hold not. He's not really new, he's been here before, but he's first up for the, for the summer campaign, Nathan Exelby. How are you? Yeah, first up for quite a few months. I'm well, thank you, David. Uh, good to be back. Yeah, exactly right, and uh, even though it's officially not summer yet, but it's only a few days to go, it was the official start of the summer carnival yesterday... Uh, a good crowd, a good atmosphere at, at Corbold Park and very good racing.
1: Very much carnival-type racing, especially the, the, the main feature of the day, the Swiss Ace was an absolute ripper. So it's just nice to see that happen, and uh, and we know that it's going to be every week now, right all the way through to January 15.
0: Exactly right. You'll be with us right through the next few months. Of course, Archer Park Racing present Past the Post, au. Most of these two-year-olds are for sale and name now, so all the information is on the website there. Speaking of Archer Park Racing, they sponsored the first race. They had a big team there at a function yesterday. What they don't know is I know what time several of them left last night, and uh, it certainly was well after it when the sun went down. So, obviously... They had a good day. Good morning, Chris and Tina. Let's now go to the race meeting yesterday. We're going to spend a bit of time on this meeting, as we will over the, the next few weeks with these Brisbane meetings. But, of course, big racing around the country. We had the Gong at Kembla. Of course, it was Ballarat Cup Day. And the Railway Stakes at Ascot. We'll cover off on all of those over the next hour. Thanks for your company. But first up, let's go to the race that was most discussed yesterday, the Sunshine Coast. It was the Swiss Ace Plate. The entire field were resuming from a spell, but there was a lot of attention on the favourite zoo-style. The straight proper, and Zoo Style going great guns for Maloney. Leads the way, the move is knuckling down on the outside, still a length and a half behind the leader, then Knee totally charmed, and shooting for gold, coming strongly. Zoo Style in full flight, short of 100 metres left to go. He's flying Zoo Style, back after 14 months, and back in brilliant fashion. Be totally charmed, shooting for gold, and the move. Then Garibaldi followed by, at the head of the others, Knee Dr. Zoo's Boomtown lass, victory eight last. Over the line, and he's broken the track record. What a beauty! Fifty-five and eight. It certainly was. Uh, Tony Gollan was with us as a guest last week, but uh, you can't stop winners, and uh, Tony Gollan in the winners list again yesterday with Zoo Style, and he's been kind enough uh, to to join us first up here on past the post. Tony, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Very well. Congratulations. I, I managed to catch a glimpse of you right after the line when Zoo Style won. I know you win a lot of races, you win a lot of premierships, but am I right in saying this win, this day, this win, was a bit special than most?
2: Yeah, you are right. Um, Yeah, yeah, borderlining, nearly a little bit emotional there for a minute. I was, Yeah, it meant a lot. It's not just to me, uh, I think, to the whole team. You know, the the guy that rides him nearly every day since we've had him, to the other guys that have been all involved with it, to the rehab stuff and, you know the strappers that just did so much work with him I think the whole stable was pretty just pleased to see him back doing what he does well and that you know use that good clean action he's got and goes very fast so yeah I think there was a bit of emotion yesterday and it was a really satisfying win you know, on a lot of different levels.
1: Tony you paid tribute to Lee Everson yesterday post-race just tell us what his role was in, in getting this horse back.
2: So it's pretty hard for me not to pay tribute to Lee like he he brought Vega 1 back from the brink and he won a group one and, and now do like he, The guy's just a genius at what he does. And I think in all facets of life, life is you use people that are, that are very good at what, what they do, it makes my job easier to do what I do. So Lee's a specialiser, he's found a niche in the market to specialise soft tissue injuries. So he does stuff from, you know, he gets horses sources back from Hong Kong and all over Australia. To his um to his stables down there in victoria and yeah i don't i don't exactly know what he does i know he uses a lot of different remedies on them and herbal stuff the topical stuff and then since the way that he prepares them and the the amount of um amount of work they do a lot of soft sand sort of work and swimming and it's pretty cold down there in winter i must admit zoo still look like a, a skinny hairy goat there for a while but it, it's not about how they look it's about how they they go about rehabilitating the soft tissue and there were two parts to his recovery, because obviously he has been talked about a lot with his joints, uh, and that's why he never went through sales, because the big OCDs he had in his fetlocks. but it allowed all that time to settle down as well from the racing that he'd been having, so it was a, it was a huge effort by Lee, what he'd done with him. It was a, a minor soft tissue, but the amount of time and, and patience that he puts into them, and when you get them back, it's just play on as normal as a trainer, which is fantastic.
0: There's a word you mentioned there that I was going to bring up, and it is patience, and you've had to be patient with this horse, but... Very rewarding yesterday, and the other thing as well was I, th- I thought the icing on the cake, and I wanted to make mention of it in the broadcast. I was, I was paying attention to it. it was the time fifty-five and eight? And he broke, he broke Tarzan's track record. But I reckon we might have known earlier in the day that there was a good chance, in fact, a, a better than good chance, he was going to break the record when we saw the times though they were running
2: in the other thousand meter races. Yeah, you're right. I mean, as I said to the clients yesterday, the, uh, you know, it, it was the writing was on the wall. You know, as the day was going on that. But this race is really going to suit the style. We often go to Sunshine Coast and it's a bit doughier. And you know, that doesn't race is true because you've got to get off the fence and get more towards the crown, etc. etc. But you know, the, the track was in good nick. I know they put it up to a three earlier in the day, but the grass coverage they have on that track off their, off their spring Renault, they do it, it's in great condition. The track, and although horses were running fast time, but they weren't hurting running them times. they were really letting their actions go. So it just tells you what sort of good nick the track was in. and the market was pretty quick to zero in on that fact, weren't they? As we we're getting towards that big sprint race, that they, they were all wanting to be on the faster source, and, and that's what he was yesterday. And he, um, he he broke a few of the the chasers' hearts in doing that.
1: Any updates on him this morning? And also, where's the the next stop point Tony?
2: Yeah, he, he he's come through it well, even after the race. You know, and, and Ryan Malone's comments are pretty valid. He doesn't um mix his words, Ryan, and he believed he had quite a bit left if, if needed to, and. That he, that he never really got to the bottom of the horse yesterday, and that's pretty scary at them times. And, and the way that he pulled up, he pulled up really well, and that's that base level of fitness that he's had. I, I mentioned yesterday, 60 weeks between runs, but he certainly hasn't been just sitting idle in a paddock doing nothing. He's been doing plenty of work in that time. So he come through it terrific, pulled up really, really well. He'll head to, you know, provide a things go well the next fortnight. I am mindful of the time he has run. Uh, he'll head to the George Moore in two weeks. If so I don't think that he's... Quite where I need him to be post that run yesterday. I'll wait, and I won't run into a Boxing Day. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be tempted and stepping him out at Eagle Farm at this point in
0: time. I made a comment after he won his maiden uh, that I thought he was the the best prospect the Queensland had since buffering, and I don't say things lightly, and I'm not afraid to run away from it. We've seen all the trials and tribulations over the last two years, I suppose, but. Did you consider this horse at the time, early on in the piece, when he was winning all of those races, was he
2: the best prospect you may have had in your trading career? Yeah, for sure. For sure, David. He's, but he's always been an immature horse. He's always been a very fragile horse. That, that's indicated by his, his X-rays as a young horse, et cetera, et cetera. I remember the, one of the first little gallops we gave him as a two-year-old, just educating him, he, he pulled up four out of five lame and fractured his splint bone. Like, he's always been that fragile animal and... To say he's been, you know, we're buffering as we know is that robust tough horse. You know, if you, know, if you throw him at a, a brick wall, he'd run through it. This horse is, is different. He's got that amount of ability, but he just he's so fragile. So, so that, that fragility is what's probably cost him at this point. But there's still a fair bit of um, career left in this horse, I'm sure.
1: You had three other runners in the race. Uh, talk us through what you made of their runs.
2: Oh, well, the move probably had to at that level had to ride him well. Yeah, we sort of had to sort of try and ride him to give him his best It's not how you'd really want to ride him in that grade. And he was sort of chasing that track record pace the whole way. And Zustal simply just probably broke his heart at that grade, which, you know, is not hard to do for mm. that horse. And I thought he he was gallant. Um, he, he put the white flag up a little bit the last half furlong, but whoever was going to be up chasing Zuzo was probably going to do that. I thought Nidorp was really good going to a different sort of track through the preparation for her. I thought she was trippy going. I he's Garibaldi's just got to step away better. Mm. He's just getting on the back foot for no reason out the draw, and it's making life a lot harder. He run on really, really well, but I think he's a horse that we're not, I need to, I can put him in a class plate now and try and get some confidence back in him. So you probably won't see me chase the big sprint with him next. I'll, I'll probably just go to an easier track with him and then get his confidence up, then head to a to a listed race later in the carnival. It's Funny with
0: Garibaldi, isn't it? He uh... He really gained, a, when I say a lot of baggage, he, he gained a lot of boom, a lot of spruik on him, a lot of reputation. It's hard to get that off them sometimes, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, but look, yeah, if, I, if I worried about all the spruiks and all that stuff, I'd be, I'd drive myself mad, wouldn't I? i just got to mm. probably try and place him where it suits. I just, I just see what I saw yesterday on him, and if I put him in the race like the George Moore, for example, I, I'd imagine if he stepped away slow, he's just going to be chasing that hot summer speed again, and it's not going to put him in a good position, so... I think a nice class six played at Eagle Farm. It's a track where you know that he can handle it. You know, obviously, a few others don't. So I would imagine that's a good track for him. Then get that confidence sky high, like when he won that four on the trot, and then get him back going and and just change different sort of the path with him. But look, his run was bloody still quite good uh, after stepping away. slightly. we We've talked about the
0: the the, the good the the bad and the ugly, well, that's what they, they describe it as. We've covered off on the good. The bad and the ugly is what we're going to discuss next. Now, yeah, Honey yeah. Pot, talk about, uh, about booms and, and sprucks, and and I think with some some justification, but there was a warning light there before the, the starter said go, yeah, before they got to the barrier. She was reluctant to go to the barrier.
2: Yeah, it was not uncommon. I'm going to be a bit forgiving over there. When they got to trot up and front onto the barriers, at the thousand there, that's very unusual for two-year-olds. And if they've got any little chinks in there, in their mental game, that will sort of find them out a little bit. So I, I, She's not the first horse that's jacked up 50 yards out facing a set of barriers. was mm. very foreign, very, very unforeign to them, you know. So I'll be forgiving of that. I Look, she's got to be better in the gate. She was pretty good the whole time. And just right at the end, she started getting a little bit unsettled. And um, she read, in my opinion, well before the barriers opened. So I think um, i want to be a little bit forgiving of Pot yesterday. Her run was outstanding. You obviously, you can see the ability levels that she's got, but she's just got to learn to to grasp you know, the whole situation a little bit better. And maturity, maturity will do that.
1: There was a lot of post-race commentary, Tony, on whether she should have been declared a non-runner or not. What was your take on that?
2: No, she should have been declared a runner. There's no doubt. But I do feel that you know it's a bit hard when you see them already in the air before the gates open. That's just that's life. But you know your horses have got to be better, better behaved. And, you know, if they are, they, that doesn't happen to them. So, you know, the onus is back on us now to make sure we can get her improved and, and on song so she can be competitive in better races. No doubt the ability.
0: Well, we seem to have lost Tony there. Just talking about uh, Honey Pot.
2: The... Did
1: you make her run was pretty good after a, what had happened, wasn't it? To get look, within half a length at the end.
0: It, it's, it, and we'll talk more about this race when we come to the, the replay a little later in this session. But um, it's two ways to look at this race. Um Honeypot's run looked outstanding. That Invidovich, who was well back, looked outstanding, but it was a bunch finish as well. Tony's back with us now. Tony, just with Honeypot. So there's a bit of a reset after after yesterday. What, do you have to go on
2: trial now? Yeah, I had to get a barrier for her. But that's look, that's understandable. I understood that. Um, options for her now. Uh, I'm not sure which way I will go with her. Even before yesterday's run, I was always going to back off her a little bit. So she'll go out to Enbrook you now, know, a week probably off and then a bit of treadmill, et cetera. And I'll probably give her one opportunity, you know, prior to Maggie Means Day to see whether she can, she can, you know, shape up. She'll have a trial and then one opportunity prior to that. We won't sort of be out there flogging her every two weeks to try and get the job done. we we'll make sure the horse comes first. But I still think she's got the ability to be in a big race. Um, but things have just got to... She's got to grasp the concept of racing a little bit better.
0: You had a lot of runners in yesterday uh, from, from those that were beaten but, but but would lose no admirers. I thought Big Muskie in the three-year-old race and I thought Shamaton in the last. I was a bit doubtful with him at 1,200 yeah. metres, but I thought they both ran really well. They're going to be good money spinners during the summer. Yeah,
2: they're going to be. Oh, They probably won't be during the summer, I don't think. <laughs> I'll give them a little break oh, now. Okay. I'm feeling for both. I think Big Muskie's done a pretty fair job. It's his first racing prep and... I'm not sure where I sort of go with him. I'd have to go into that three-year-old pool, and I'm just not sure that he's sort of deep enough for that yet. So he'll probably have a short, um, a short break. I'd imagine we'll see him sort of autumn time. I reckon when the summer carnivals over, I think he'd be really well placed there. I thought um, Shamathon was tripping I was a bit like you. Oh, I was very edgy on him going to 1200. I even spoke to the owners about not even having a sort of an opportunity at it. But he's in such good form. I'm glad I did because it opened up a whole another window for him. He was still a bit keen there mid-race yesterday and three wide covering ground. and Yeah, he was arguably the run of the race. So I was really happy with him, but I think he's done a good job still. If I back off him and he comes back at the end of the summer into that autumn period, he can handle wet ground and that. I think he's going to be a great money spinner for his owners.
1: Tony, Ashgrove was quite spectacular winning his maiden on Wednesday. Will he press onto some of those middle distance features over the summer?
2: He won't press to some. He'll press to one. I'm hoping if <laughs> I'm really pleased with him. He'll go to the 2000 at Doombard. Um, yep. But I'm, I'm always mindful, Nathan, of, of going too many runs that first racing prep. I think horses yep. learn a lot. and that they're, they're really trying to please you. Everything's starting to come along well. You never want to get to the bottom of them. Yeah. And um, that, that's, that's important to me because you want the horses to come back and, and learn off that first prep and be better horses next time round. And Ash is a horse I've really liked right from the get-go. So being a done deal, being a little hot little bloke, we've had to wait our time with him. I waited to put the blinkers on third up and saw how impressive he was. And I'm really confident uh, obviously, the winner from yesterday in that mile race will go to that 2,000 as well, I'm sure, and he's going to be the one to beat, but I'm really confident Ashgrove's a smart horse, and I think you'll see him race very well at 2,000, round Randubin.
0: We go to the Gold Coast next Saturday. Recognition listed, and a listed Phillies and Mayor's feature for the Tattersall's Club. Uh, any particulars to line up there next weekend?
2: I uh, look in the recognition. I've just got uh, Al Silvera. I thought he was pretty good through the line the other day, but he'll start double-figure odds, so I won't be spooked up too much going into that one, I'm sure. Um, But in the Phillies' match race, you'll see the um, Miami Fleiss returning. There's a couple of other Phillies there, young three-year-olds that are turning four that might have a go as well. So I've got four or five nommed in it, but there's no doubt Miami Fleiss will be my top seed.
0: Great day for you yesterday. Um, It was very fitting that horse won for a number of reasons. Congratulations and thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your Sunday. There he is, Tony Gollum, our Premier Trainer. Uh, I thought it was fitting that Zoo Style won. He's a headline (laughs) act and it's been a long time. Uh, There's been... He's had to uh, deliver a lot of patience, Tony and He was rewarded yesterday, as was the stable too, which he made made mention of. Yeah,
1: he was. He sets up a nice George Moore, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I know after the race last week, Tony said, ball will be hard to beat." Baller will be hard to beat, and then George Moore. So it's a it's a good clash, mm. given how much improvement Baller will take from last week's run, and how good we know Zeus Style is. He's unbeaten in eight goes now in Queensland.
0: Yeah, exactly right. From that beaten division, um, uh, totally charmed and shooting for gold, the O'Day hoisted combination had to provide second and third. I thought uh, both their runs were good. Totally charmed does race really well up there.
1: He loves it there. He can especially the thousand meters there. Oh, I think shooting for gold was good as well. Like to come from where he was in the run to to finish, what was he two lengths away from the winner. Um, They'd have to be happy with the way he returned. Um, the move we saw sort of knocked up Need from a mares' race point of view. I think she battled on an okay, and he did hit the line well, Garibaldi. So I think going back to that class six grade that um, we can see him returning to winning list. He ain't one of mine, but um,
0: but uh, but I think that's the step in the right direction. As we said, the track record fifty five eight Tarzan said it back in two thousand and seventeen. I always think it's fitting if a, a good horse can can establish a yes. track record, uh, and this is uh, a. a a good thousand meter record because it took tar- it took it a long time for it to be broken, and Tarzan broke it, and he was a great horse up there mm. um uh, was a good horse anywhere, but particularly the Sunshine coast, but for Zoo style to have a track record against his name, I think is, is more than appropriate mm.
1: Just one final on that there was a lot of discussion that Garibaldi threw the I think he was eleven dollars to four dollars eighty or something at one stage he was all that he, about all right yes sped at thirteen dollars
0: exactly. <laughs> Someone said this, uh, I'm sad I've missed the 11. Well, he could have got 13, but Correct. anyway. That was the uh, the Swiss ace played. Good race, and uh, I think overall a good result. Let's go to the Sky Racing Malulaba Bar Cup. This was the feature mile event. Ligolate was the favourite, but there was a good move for Wapiti. The cup Cupfield comes to the turn, and Bar Gannon had a narrow lead over Happy Go Plucky. Cloak needs a run then, way beyond. Wappertee into the clear at the right time. Then prioritise Faistos. Ligulate getting out, and Green Jacket was making a strong run with him as well. The leader was Wapati. Ligulate after him, gamely now. Green Jacket peeking on the run. Prometheus from a long way back. Wapati in front. Up goes Ligulate. Wapati in for the fight. Wapati, Ligulate. Wapati hanging on. Wapati beat home Ligulate. Photo third Togariki Lad or Prometheus, then so you win Faistos, followed by Way Beyond, and then came Cloak Humboldt Current, Green Jacket bargan and Banana. Second last prioritize and Happy Go Plucky last home in 135.91. Well, Jack Duncan trains at the Sunshine Case, so a terrific result for the stable to win a feature race at their home track. And Jack's our next guest this morning. Morning, Jack
3: morning, Dave. How are you, mate?
0: I'm well, but first of all, before we talk about Wapiti, how are you?
3: Oh, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming better every day, I hope.
0: Every day's a day better.
3: Yeah, mate, getting better all the time. Yeah.
0: Well, a good result to win on your home track in a feature race like this. and Going into the race, we hadn't seen him since late October, a couple of weeks. Of course, he was freshened after the Toowoomba Cup. What were your confidence levels yesterday?
3: Oh, the horses. Yeah, I was... Pretty confident, mate, yeah. The horse is certainly, you know, he worked during the week. It was probably as good as he's ever worked, I thought. We got him on the big grass on Tuesday morning. He, he galloped beautiful. So, yeah, no, we we're pretty confident, especially on that track, you know. Yeah. He's been a super consistent horse
1: forever, really, since he started racing. But he went that big gap between wins, Jack, from the... The, the the guineas went up there last year until the Toowoomba Cup this year. So, so ironic how these horses I find they can go so long without winning, but then put a couple together.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, you've got to get. I suppose you've got to give it right too. Yeah, you know, things you know, different tracks and different things. But I think after his three-year-old season, we, he he took a bit to recover. After I think we, he'd done a bit of racing that year, mm. and he you know the year later he was a little bit jarred, and that's. So. Yeah, we gave him a good spell before this prep and he's come back pretty good, mate.
0: Were you surprised that track was a, a little harder than you thought it might have been yesterday?
3: Yeah, Taylor. Taylor told me it was, you know, it felt the track a bit. It was pretty firm, all right. Yeah, they are on a good time. So, mm. yeah, I, was, I didn't expect to be that firm.
0: Speaking of Taylor, he, he's developed a really good association with this horse. He's a, he's a lovely young bloke and he rides this horse well.
3: Me, yeah, perfect. Yeah. He rides him, ride him a treat. Yes, he won cup. you know, couldn't ride him any better, mate. He's, he's done a good job
1: on him. He's, a, he's a tough horse. This guy ligulate. He was there for the ligulate to run down, but he he fought on. What's the name? What's the name? Nickname you got for him? Or what he looks
3: like? He's he's got a big bull head. Is that right? and yeah, moose. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's known as moose. Everybody knows him as moose. Uh, you got ahead head on him like a moose. That's where he gets Wapiti whopper, whopper from, with some <laughs> sort of moose. Uh, okay.
0: Well, it, he's not overly raced. That was his fifth win yesterday. What's the path? Well, what path do we head down now, Jack? Where are we going to next with tea?
3: Uh Probably in a fortnight. We'll just see how he pulls up in you know, the next couple of days. Oh, he looks all right this morning, but I mean, you know, you've got to see if, he, if he's jarred up a bit or whatever. But there's a, there's a two thousand meter open in a fortnight at, at Durban. So that's probably probably his next run, mate.
0: You won't be going back to Eagle Farm with him, will you?
3: Oh no, mate. <laughs> not if we can help it. No, trouble sure. is, we've got nowhere to go. That's our trouble. Mm. Even Dermot's is not his track. You know, that's that's probably why he's been so long without wins. And is definitely not his track. You know, he showed you yesterday what you know he needs a big track.
0: Yeah, it all mm. fell into place from yesterday. Well, good result. Uh, congratulations, and you keep getting better. We'll talk again soon. All right, mate. Good on you, Dave. See you, mate. Jack Duncan joining us this morning, trying to whopper tea. Uh He's by Love Conquers All. He's a five-year-old, and that was his his fifth win. The fact he's won
1: over the two thousand just leaves a lot more options for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he got further either, David. He just keeps he's one bats a bit, but he he fights on. So yeah, I think he can put a few decent middle distance wins together up here.
0: That's a that's a, a good talking point. I've always had a bit of a reservation about Whopper tea, but. That was dispelled when he won the Toowoomba Cup at two thousand meters. Um he ran did he run on the wave last year, I'm pretty sure he did.
1: Uh he did. Um, he ran third in the wave to Paradis. Um then he backed up on Magic Millions Day and ran third in that eighteen hundred meters race to the same same mare again. Mm. He's a horse the market has loved for a long time. I think you've made this point to me previously. Like he he always starts very much near the top of the market and they, they didn't miss him again yesterday.
0: It was a big field. I, I think, fair to say, with with no disrespect, most of these aren't going too far from a, a carnival no. point of view. Uh, Ligolade was good, but I suppose when push came to shove, uh, with a bit more weight, Wabati had the edge at the... At yeah, the four-kilo
1: swing, a uh, four-kilo pull was probably helpful for him.
0: Prometheus ran well in third. Togariki Lad ran well in fourth. But they're sort of horses that they might you know win a race or two along in the coming weeks. So that was the Malula Bar Cup. Let's go to another uh, race of of interest. This was the 1,000-metre three-year-old. And again, like many races yesterday, a lot of horses resuming. Here's the replay. Coco Rocks railed right up to lead in a second, Rafiro deep. Glorious Ruby just behind them around the turn. They're followed at the head of the others by Miss Hipstar. Then came at the head of the others. Trying to run on was Oriental Princess. They went on the home straight, though, and the leader was Coco Rocks. Glorious Ruby seizing a rails runner. Kindling spirit under pressure. Then intersect Michelle following up behind Glorious Ruby. Coco Rocks in front of. Glorious Ruby driving through on the inside. Coco Rocks still the leader. Holding Glorious Ruby and Coco Rocks and big odds, big glorious Ruby. photo third, Michelle in a sickle, stellar magic flying, then oriental princess, Miss Hipstar, followed by kindling spirit, Schnitty, then Mashani Spree, cry no tears, well was an abler, Refiro dropped right out and JP Kitten out towards the tail in 56 and 41. I'll let you in a little secret here, yes. the listeners as well. Uh, one of those few times they came around the turn, the horse on the outside of the leader, I had no idea what it was. The, the <laughs> colours meant nothing to me. The, there was no recollection whatsoever. And it's, it's all right if they're at the back of the bus, but it was up outside the lead. I thought, hope this one stops. But all of a sudden, within two seconds, I remember it was a kindling spirit. But around the turn, I had no idea at all. So That must be an awful feeling. I, it certainly is. <laughs> Coco Rocks. Uh, big odds. Yeah, Jimmy Byrne riding for Mad Dumb. I noticed this horse won a grafter Maiden at only her second start. And she beat White House Girl. It came out of the Grafton on Friday and yeah. absolutely smashed them. So mm. that's a very good form race.
1: Yeah, could you have found it there, like no. off a of Grafton? Like I thought that was a pretty strong race leading in, and it's been able to step off Grafton. And obviously, it's above average itself, but um, I think possibly a couple of bubbles burst in that race yesterday.
0: Yeah, glorious Ruby, honest as usual. I thought she'd win when she got up on the inside, but, mm. but to Coco Rocks's credit, she kicked well. Michelley mm. was good getting up to the inside, but I think barriers. Uh, played a, as we said yesterday yes. Tony Gollum was given a poor hand with barriers here and I think they certainly affected the prospects of of Ruffero who did drop out but in a sex run she also had the bad guard she battled on well for fourth.
1: She's gone gone good
0: Stella so um, Magic good in fifth too Yeah that's going to be her
1: racing style is going to be a, a tough one for her. Miss, Miss Hipster disappointing?
0: begin all that well. Though, and I thought got into a good enough spot mm. to be competitive. I would say one of her worst runs in her career. Yeah. And, that, and again it wasn't a bad run but, but generally we expect to do either win or run well fresh or not be far away. Mm. I thought she might have done a little better.
1: The market did a real U-turn and ended up referring and Enabler starting equal favourites and
0: both were out the back. Yeah well it blew the start Enabler. It was never a factor. Let's go to that two year old race again. Let's have a listen to it then we'll discuss it. 500 left to run. Rose of Shiraz railed in front of Sneaky Starter. Then Goddess of Peace, Mashani Jeweler. Gerrymander and Vidovich about to hook to the outside. Then Mashani Jeweler. Fearless Dine, Honey Honeypot trying to run on. Still six legs off the lead. Down towards the 200 metres. Rose of Shiraz the inside giving something. On the outside Sneaky Starter trying hard. Invinovich putting in gamely. Then came Honeypot. Short of 100 left to run. Sneaky Starter took the lead. Invinovich has got him. Rose of Shiraz kicking near the inside. I think Rose of Shiraz has just lasted. All of a sudden, Fearless Knight bursts through. In Vinovich there as well. And Sneaky Starter and Honeypot just behind them. A fluctuating finish. Photos all round. Then Mashani Jewel Gerrymander. well back, Mashani Mistress beating a few home. And last of all, Goddess of Peace. So over the line, the judge confirmed them as Rose of Shiraz. Fearless Knight in Vinovich. Sneaky Starter, Honeypot, a length covering the five. They ran it in 57.89, 57.4 is the class record, so it was a good gallop, uh, but uh, a lot to come out of it. We have discussed Honeypot, uh, her, her manners cost her, but to uh, Rose of Shiraz, let's not uh, uh, lose sight of the winner. I think we probably, discussions have been around other horses in this race, but... She did everything right. She, she, I, I thought she trolled well at the goal Well, Coast. credit where it's
1: due. You did uh, pinpoint her um, yesterday morning in in the preview, and our panellist, Andrew Brown, took uh, heed of that and was able to secure the good odds about he, her He backs he all of my tips. It wouldn't matter what I tip. He must be a long way he's, behind. He's a
0: groupie. He's a groupie. <laughs> he is. He won't admit it, but, but anyway. that
1: was a, a good find for you, and, and great to see Gillian Heinrich winning a, a Saturday Metro race again.
0: By deep field out of Shiraz attack. You're a uh, oh, spiny. don't
1: do that to me,
0: Shirazatek. attack was a good mare than mm. Julian heinrich trained. I think she was a four-time city winner. She was a, a, not overly raced either, so this is the progeny of Rose of Shiraz. And Anthony Allen riding too, we must make mention for him. So she did everything right, good manners and, and, and boxed on well. Uh, but I thought a lot to like about second and third. Yeah. In, in Vinovich, who was well-backed after a good trial, and Fearless Knight, who didn't trial that well, I thought they both ran terrifically.
1: Yeah, they did. The barrier sort of was probably a hindrance for Invinovic, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, exactly right. And uh, sneaky startup, honest in fourth. Good to see Mick Mayer there yesterday, and we mentioned Honeypot in fifth. Uh, Rose of Shraise is a Magic Millions graduate. There was a bit of Magic Millions um, activity uh, on the fringes yesterday. Cusack won that race at Ballarat, the 1,000-metre yes. race, on debut. The and former I'm, clockwise classic that yeah, I know, switched so it back this year. Do you know why? I don't know. I don't we don't know everything. Stab. We don't know everything. I don't think it's been a runaway success. It was a novelty thing for a little while. And, uh, of course, in New Zealand, Tarapa, a horse called I think Bright Blue Sky from Matiaco Racing was purchased at the, the sale, 600000 Uh Fast Net Rock, uh, Coolmore, uh, from the Coolmore Stock, and it was able to win their AP Boston riding, and uh, to all intents and purposes, it may well be coming across. But,
1: but it adds an extra dimension, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah.
0: I mentioned Deep Field. Um, I mentioned Archer Park Racing, archerparkracing.com.au. Don't forget, all those horses are there for sale. There is a deep field gelding trained by Stuart Kendrick called Full Field. Most of these horses are named now. So Full Field is there and there are shares available. And also Toby Evans has a deep field two-year-old filly, which is on the website as well. OK, well, that was Racing at the Sunshine Coast yesterday. Anything else you wanted to mention from there?
1: Uh, Kabosh did the job well enough, and Tony made mention of him like going to the, the staying races now. And GTT, good performance to win the, the last race, first up.
0: Yeah, it was a good performance, and it was uh, a bit more liberally priced on, I thought it might be. But uh, Ben Thompson gave it a good ride. He couldn't get it on the action and had to settle midfield, but uh, he responded well. Sir Warwick, either two ways to look at Sir Warwick's defeat, either... He's got to a grade now where it's a bit tough, or maybe he's just come to the end of his campaign.
1: I'm thinking possibly the latter. I'm not, I think he can still keep winning races, Warwick. But I think for now he might have had enough.
0: Good day of racing at the Sunshine Case yesterday. Congratulations to John Miller and the team up there for a good day's good day out. Good day out of Kimberley yesterday too. Their big race, the Gong. Let's have a listen to the replay.
4: And Arkadimus extends the lead. He's trotting along in the lead by two and a half. Quacker Jack looks gone already. Then Soldier of Love. Dawn Passage pulling out. Count de Rupi's pulling out. Blue Soldier in traffic as they flatten for the run home. And Arkademus is several lengths clear from Dawn Passage giving chase. It's shades of last year. Arcademus from Dawn Passage. But Count de Rupi is descending on them quickly. And Count de Rupi takes the lead now. In the gong of the 150. Nudges running home. To second, and then came Yamazaki, but it's a local victory. Cap the rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to nudge. Yamazaki third, Bertabeck fourth, followed by Exo Boom, Blue Soldier, Jirakademus, Arameo, then Creoderas from Reloaded. No pickup from a tissue from Soldier of Love, Dawn Passage Stock quickly, and a big gap back to Rich Hipson, Quacker Jack.
0: Well, as Darren put it out of the broadcast, it was a local victory, and it's a great result for promoting these races. When the, the the big race can be won by a local team, and of course, the Price family trained. Counter Repeat Roberts joining us this morning. Congratulations, mate! What a great day it was for you yesterday.
5: Yeah, thank you very much.
0: It was very satisfying, and and um, yeah, it was great when the plan comes together. Great ride by Brock Ryan. He drew 13G, but he manoeuvred into a, a great midfield trouting position. So, from a watching point of view, and I know it's never easy to watch these big races with big prize money, but you would have been on pretty good terms with yourself most of the way. Too right,
5: too right. Like, um, yeah, the horses always get their way really quick. Rocky knows that's a big advantage of knowing, yeah, knowing the animal. But, um, yeah, he's certainly done a great job to end up in the positioning oh, I was thinking it'd be a bonus for even the trail. And here we are, one off of the trail. So it was a splendid
1: ride. It obviously panned out in race day, but were you a bit downcast earlier in the yeah. week knowing that you had the right horse for that race and then seeing that, that barrier come out?
5: Oh well, you know, like he's such a good horse, and we've got such a big big opinion of him. Yes, we had our bottom lip hanging out for it, you know, momentarily. But then, (laughs) when we thought about it, you know, it was going to be a good track. You know, the free deep trail. He he needs a bit of galvan room. He's got such a long, easy action. You know, we started finding more positives than negatives in that. So, as it turned out, off the back of a good ride, we got a result anyway.
0: Robert, I think this is his fourth racing campaign, but he's not overly raced. It was his 15th start yesterday for his sixth win. We saw him up here during the winter. Fair to say we didn't see the best of Canada when he raced at Eagle Farm that day. Yeah, look, he wasn't quite right when we went to the races up
5: there. We, we couldn't put our finger on it. Like, he's working good. But um, uh, there's a good chance he never really tolerated that Eagle Farm track. But uh, I don't want to put too much thought in it because every, every horse is entitled to have an off day. So um, he came home and performed really good.
1: with was one run we gave him when we brought him back to Rose Hill. Uh, the thing about these creatures is they can't talk. and uh, You know, all we know is he's going to get better with age and he's on top of his game at the moment. When you brought him back for this campaign, was this the kind of map you, 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 you put in place at, uh, to, to get to that Golden Eagle, which he, he ran so well in, and then ultimately this race?
5: son put this program together and what a great job he'd done of it you know like um, i thought it was a bit of fly in the sky early days <laughs> and we initially debuted this preparation and won so well and a that day a great meeting in Ken range and, you know the sectionals about animal. you're talking about a genuine group one horse mm. you know all of a sudden prick my ears and thought well this is a good program that we've mapped out
0: but we lost robert as well What's happening here this morning? <laughs> we've lost, we've lost him as well. Yes, um, certainly was a good program well,
1: to map out, David. To, to he's up to a bit two and a half million in earnings now.
0: It's a bit like Lost and Running last week, winning the Hunter. Um, Ray Thomas and I have talked over this on the press room. It's good that these good horses are winning these these good races because it consolidates the reputation of the race. Like I'm thunderstruck, for example, winning the Golden mm. Eagle, which rupee ran second yeah. in. But Counderupee winning that race yesterday, I think, you know. Uh, Makes the reputation of the gong strong, and Robert, thanks for being back with us, mate. um, Yesterday was a mile. Am am I reading the reports correctly though? That you think that maybe Canterbury is his most effective zone is say between twelve and fourteen hundred. Yeah, one hundred
5: percent. Like you know, yesterday's made the job even harder to sit down and map out another program for him because (laughs) you know he's that brilliant horse. You put him in the you know in the top bunch of horses going forward towards a race like the Everest, you know, like, he's got such a great sectional under his belt, he's, um, lightly framed, a great, you know, lung heart capacity, like, he just keeps getting better too, so, it's going to make the chore, although be a nice, a, yeah, a nice problem, uh, sit down and map out a program for him, because he, he couldn't well candle out five minutes after he went around yesterday, so, um, he's a great athlete.
1: That's a nice thing to sort of look, look ahead towards. But say in the autumn, would you still sort of go towards a Doncaster, given how good he was over the mile yesterday? Well, let, let's,
5: um, I'd like to see the dust settle, and I'd like to have this conversation between Luke, myself, and the owners. It certainly has opened a uh, can of words in regards to program, programming, and that's for
0: sure. We've got to pay uh, some time, important time, to the winning joggy. Brock Ryan, give us your impressions of this young lad.
5: Oh, look, he's coming out of his time in a fortnight. He probably needed to be doing what he was doing yesterday, but in saying that, he was very impressive yesterday. He rode three winners on a genuine Metropolitan card, and one of those races with a million-dollar race for his losses. he's only going to get better, Brock. You know, he, um, he's a worker. He's a real hard worker. He toils. And deserves, that sort of work ethic deserves success.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And, I mean, he's doing well, but in a very tough environment. I think we lose sight of the fact sometimes probably one of the toughest environments riding in Sydney. And uh, to be able to do well in it, well, you are doing well.
5: Oh, for sure. Like, he's got the mind of a jockey. You know, he had um, issues with his confidence at different times. I think Luke and I have helped him out with that. But he's also grown through experience. Like, um, our instructions are simple, you know, in our stable. Like, he knows the warranties. So, you know, purely my instructions to the brock and it's when I get a chance to, to voice my instructions is, you know, ride with your gut, use your instinct. That's where good jockeys come from, jockeys that make decisions, that win races. And that's why, you know, we've got an elite bunch of jockeys. There's a leash there in Sydney racing. And he can fit in there. He's just got to keep doing what
1: he's doing. Robert, up here in Queensland, we've just started our summer carnival. Do you have any horses in the stable that might be heading north over the next month or so?
5: Not over the months or so, but we definitely will have Magic Man's Horse
1: mm-hmm. and
5: we'll be taking Rocky up there to ride it. Jamea heads to your three year old uh, The
1: guineas, Guinness.
5: Yep. So that's a plan that's been put in place for a while for a while now, so maybe we're going to lead up Calway Dell or something like that a fortnight leading into it, this year. we'll definitely need a, a lead up run going fourteen hundred.
0: Good on you, mate. Congratulations to you and Luke and to Brock. The whole, the whole team uh, on yesterday couldn't have asked for a better result. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Robert Price, the trainer, co trainer of Candareer P with his son Luke. and that This is, is a, a good story, isn't it, David? Oh, We're exactly. On, on every front there. Can't get a better. Beating Nudge and Yamazaki, two mayors we know well who've been visitors up here on, on different occasions, both running on Successful well, which, which they do. Yes. No the real highlights there yesterday, I felt. Uh, 11-11, of course, winning that uh, the feature sprint, the Warra. This was a new race. Ed Kennett yesterday morning uh, sent him out 11-11. Outstanding selection there. I think he was better odds, too, than the... 750 the DSP, has but he's also a regular visitor here during the summer. Well, he's
1: aiming to win three Magic Millions races, though. He? he defaulted to be the winner of the Guineas two years ago with alligator blood uh, scratching, and then he he won the Cup there last year over the 1400. So, not sure which race uh, Greg Hickman will go for this year, whether the snippets or the, the Cup again, but he'll be coming up to try and um, make it three Magic Millions
0: wins. This is Past the Post, brought to you by ArcherParkRacing.com.au. Thanks for your company this morning. You're with Nathan Exleby and myself, and we'll take a break come back and look at some more racing action from yesterday. This is past the Post, brought to you by Archer Park Racing, taking racing ownership to the next level. I made a mistake before when I said some of the Archer Park Racing team stayed late. A couple were still there this morning, swept out with the rubbish when they (laughs) went through. That's how long they stayed. Fell asleep there, but... uh, uh, they nearly got a race up yesterday. Bonaparte ran second, ran really well. He loves that Sunshine Coast track. You know, one thing, I don't mm-hmm. let the grass grow under my feet. I've prepared for this show this morning, called yes. the races yesterday. I was going through the Hong Kong fields today, and uh, just one of the pastimes when I'm yeah, before I come in. you so into thorough,
1: work, David. It's just inspirational.
0: Race four, number three, King Turbion, might not mean much to many people, but we know, of course, it's criminal defence, the horse yes. that um, won the Rough Habit play. Rough habit. So resumes today, race four, 4.15 Queensland time. Formerly
1: affectionately known as Noodles in the stable yeah. of the Halbert team.
0: And we were mentioning during the week, Caracalad, the horse that, um, that uh, David Van Dyke trained to a couple of wins, now called Packing Lad. He also makes his Hong Kong debut for John's size in the last at 7.50 and Joe is having the ride. So two, two horses worth watching. Command and Conquer
1: known as Nabu Texel, also there too. It's today. in as
0: well. I didn't notice that one. Anyway, mm. there's three horses in that we'll, we'll have to follow for tomorrow morning on Press room. Well, of course, over in the west, uh, their carnival's now underway. And at the time, on the railway stakes, a Group 1 feature at the mile. Let's go to the replay. Western Empire was a short-priced favourite up to the turn they come, Massimo straightened for home, only a half a length over little dance music, about to lay down the gauntlet, here comes the ominous shadow of Western Empire, letting loose on the outside of Comfort Me Pikes hardly flinched, 150 left to go, and the hot pot storms up, grab the lead, this is all over, it's all
1: over, Bar the shouting the Empire reigns supreme Western Empire won it by four,
0: second home, Comfort Me kiss on all four cheeks, third ahead of Notorious one, too close to the sun, Bella Road platoon. Tell him we're coming. May ground. Dig deep. Followed by Son of Bacchus. Captain Chaos. Dance music. She cracked under the... Yes, well he was the Derby winner earlier in the season and um, I think it was his um, se- uh, uh, second run back. He won the Asian Bow there last time out. Totally dominant there. Pike giving him a perfect run and uh, away he went.
1: Four straight for the trainer, owner and jockey yeah. um, which is a remarkable performance. The sixth railway for, for owner Bob Peters who first back in 2001 with old comrade um invariably david we know that their best horses measure up so we'll see this horse uh, in the east soon enough and
0: it looks like they've got another good one the other feature of this carnival features maybe the wrong word to use is it's a closed shop this Mm. year the the state government not allowing interstate horses in it's created a lot of discussion some quite lively Uh, peter moody was one who voiced his disapproval at it and has paid the paid a, a financial penalty for it but what are your thoughts on on the government's decision to do that Oh well, that's
1: just extrapolating what that government has done mm. with everything. So racing would was probably naive to think that it would be excluded from from those the hardline stance the WA government has taken.
0: Well, of course, the carnival continues on over the next two Saturdays.
1: Um, he's a versatile horse, as you mentioned. Western Empire having won their Derby, at the twenty two hundred, and now this race. One of the most versatile horses in my time was Mahogany, and he he died overnight, David. It's, 31 years of age, mahogany was. Just an absolute freak of a horse to win Victoria Derby by five or six lengths and then come back and win two lightning stakes.
0: Mm, yeah, lo- love that sort of uh, profile where they can do that, and you're right. You, just
1: don't, you wouldn't see it happen today with the way the racing program is now.
0: No, certainly not. Let's continue on. Our other feature meeting was, of course, at Ballarat. It was the Metropolitan Meeting in Victoria. The Ballarat Cup, the feature, half a million dollar race. Let's have a listen to the replay
1: thought of that, Meets just now steadily picks up the tempo and led by a length to Yonkers, now they quicken two lengths, Vanagirl, Bartholomew Diaz, Skyman to the middle of the track from Papalino, Zaydani is going to cut the corner and makes up ground on the fence from Charlies. it's thought of that at the 250, goes for home in the Ballarat Cup, a length and a half Zaydani, Yonkers, Vanagirl, and Skyman, thought of that's got plenty of company trying to fend off Zaydani Yonkers and Vanagirl lifting stretched across the track, Zaydani. Zaydani up on the inside scraping paint and Yonkers. Zaydani! Zaydani beat Yonkers and Vanna Photo 4 thought of that. Or on the outside, Foxy Frida. Then Skyman. Next to finish in a twinkling, Babalino, Bartholomew Diaz,
0: WT Defibrillate, Charlie's Flasher. Well back, Lean and Princess Jenny amongst the tail well, Luke Nolan partnering Zaydani again and writing her simile to the way she won the Matriarch. Getting up near the inside, so it's been a very profitable. Campaign for Zay winning the Group Two Matriarch, and then of course the Ballarat Cup yesterday. Ben Hayes in a training partnership with his brother J.D. Ben's our next guest on Past the Post. Ben, congratulations! Um, she's done really well for the stable uh, during the spring.
6: Thank you very much. Uh, she's has done a fantastic job, uh, aided by two fantastic rides by uh, Luke Nolan. I don't think he went around one horse. So um, uh, she was very strong, and uh, the stable was very proud of. How she performed and the great results for connections and
1: everyone. It's been a terrific 2021, really, for her. She she was good in the the Oaks and the Derby over in South Australia last year, Ben. But she hadn't won for a long time. And you gave her a kill there at the Gold Coast in a Class Four. And from then, she's really gone on for the job. She won that Listed race at Eagle Farm, and now she's she's lived up to that in the spring. She, she yeah, she really
6: did. Um, she's just improving with age. Uh, I think we over in the Gold Coast probably worked out the key with her um, just by just keeping her nice and fresh and just she responds and um, she's done really well since uh, the campaign to the Matriarch was uh, the, the grand final but she came through the run in such good order, uh, just licked the bin and just did everything correct. We thought we'd have a crack at the Ballarat Cup and. I think last year the Matriarch winner narrowly got beaten in the Ballarat Cup, and then this year she narrowly won. So, um, no, it's been a big thrill and been able to get the... I think she's had three stakes wins now, and
0: she's very valuable and been very well-bred. She certainly is. She's by Beal and uh, that was only her 18th start yesterday for a sixth win. What would you look at with the order with her?
6: Um, we should be getting up in the ratings now. So we could consider uh, Australian Cup, mm. uh, something like that. Uh, and then there's options in Sydney as well. Uh, but we haven't really had a discussion about an autumn campaign. But my, our gut feel is probably uh, might try try an Australian Cup. If you can get that Group 1 as well, that make it very, very valuable.
1: Might have to look at us again, Ben, and the, the Rich Doombin Cup to sort of aim at possibly I, for her.
6: I, you know what? That's not a bad option as well. So um, that's, that, that's definitely another angle we could look at. She's performed very well over there as well, and we know she travels well. So um,
0: that's definitely in the back of our minds as well. Mr. Brightside's been another good flag bearer for the, uh, for the trading partnership.
6: I yeah, hear who's fantastic. Um, it's very hard for a horse. Uh, to go through the grades, when six in a row and it was nearly the perfect prep. Uh, just been narrowly beaten in the Kentala, just under a nose, unfortunately finished fourth. But um, <laughs> he's a super horse and uh, he's a, he'll be hopefully with Zaydani, uh, you know, our flag bearer going into the autumn.
1: Ben, you'd have to look back on this, the first spring carnival in this new partnership uh, with, with a lot of satisfaction, I'd imagine.
6: Yeah, definitely. Um, just with... Uh, Tom Davenig leaving, uh, there's quite a few horses uh, left with him and uh, we're in a big rebuilding stage and uh, I think uh, the, well we are, we're very proud of the way our horses are performing at the moment, they're all running well and um, to be able to get those successes in the spring was a big thrill and hopefully we can keep building from now. Um, it's a good. I think it's good for JD and I uh, to show everyone that we can get these horses to win and peak on big days. So uh, I think it's very nice uh, that she was able to win yesterday.
0: The family name is very well known uh, with, with with Magic Millions Carnivals. Uh, from a, from a, that point of view uh, have you got anything coming up here during the summer?
6: Uh, w- would love to. We've, we've got a nice mate, a horse that was heading towards the maiden and there's a couple of two year olds that uh, we might uh, be looking to head that way but they, they need to still come out and qualify. Uh, but, yeah, hopeful. I always like to have runners on the day. It's a, it's a great, great meeting.
0: Well, it's a wonderful name, the Hayes name, and it will be great to see you here in JD during the summer. But uh, first and foremost, congratulations on yesterday. I appreciate it. No, it's a big thrill, big thrill for everyone. Good on you. There he is Ben Hayes joining us this morning on Past the Post. Hey, Darnie, of course, won that.
1: Uh, it was kind of a new race, but it was a race that had, I think it was a. Taken from a tats mall and changed into a mare's twenty one hundred meter Sapphire? listed, listed status
0: sapphire classic she she won that but she's had she's had a great a was great gold spring. crown david tassel's gold crown then a girl um so close yesterday <laughs> hasn't they had some
1: frustrations with with her since she won that, that string of races here last winter uh good to see the ability still there but i i would dearly love for it
0: I think Run Zach Spain through. hooked off at the turn, where, and that's where Zaydani went up mm, on the inside. And, mm. Gee, there was not. At the end, a half head by a short head with Zaydani beating Yonkers and Vanagirl in third. That was one of the
1: few blemishes on the Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace card there yesterday at Ballarat. They had a big day out.
0: They certainly did. What about this horse, Marabi or Marabai? It was first up, uh, bolted it. I think it's unbeaten, four from four. Looked good. And it was interesting, Dave Eustace comments, that they weren't as
1: confident about her this time around, that she... The, the, what work she'd done on the track hadn't been as as good as what it was the previous time but uh, clearly she's gone to another level, that was outstanding they've got a good, that American mayor that won the first David Lighthouse um, mm. she's had two starts in Australia now for two wins and I imagine they'll be looking at some black type races for her soon
0: enough Well I've got nothing more to say, have you?
1: Well, I'm speechless hearing you say that you've got nothing more to say because I, that'll be a lie.
0: Time you, you, is no time has nearly run out, but uh, we've covered off on everything, and of course, next week we go to Aquas Park, Gold Coast, the Tattersalls Club hosting recognition stakes day, a time honoured race as well, and then of course we're back into the city for the month of December. You mentioned uh, Zaydani, a potential doom and cup runner next year. Sunday's a day you don't normally hear a lot of news in racing, but I fancy today some news might come out that you'll read in the Courier Mail tomorrow. So I did have something well, to say. Well, I wouldn't say. know
1: about that anymore.
0: No, exactly right. Mm. But uh, watch for the paper tomorrow and listen to Press Room tomorrow. It'll be good news too, not bad news, uh, maybe regarding the carnival next year. Look, thanks for your company this morning, folks. Nathan, thanks for your time. Thanks, look, David. I look forward to next week. Exactly right. And look forward to your company again next Sunday, folks, for another edition of Pass the Post for Archer Park Racing. Until then, have a good day. Bye-bye.